The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome Welcome to a celebratory episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 696, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron, and dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. I am throwing the double horns because one is just not enough. That's hell metal this coffee is. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Go out there, subscribe. Get yourself coffee every month. But when you get coffee, this isn't like, you know, some pretty little bag with like a skull on it. Or, you know, some, some other, you know, maybe random artist collaboration that people are trying. And nothing against any of those. But this is coffee by Metalheads for Metalheads. And it's so metal, you get music with it. Not one, but two great bands every month. Sometimes three. They like to mix it up. You never know. So head mm-hmm. out there. Definitely get on the mailing list. Even if you don't subscribe today, get on the mailing list. Because if you're not on the mailing list, then you are missing out when they do special things like the Midnight uh, Collaboration, right? That's limited mm-hmm. release pre-orders. You miss out on when they do their special mugs for Halloween. You know, like there's a lot of stuff going on. So remember, these are fine metal people bringing you a fine coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. Mm, yeah, 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 I know. I know I'm going to need a big old cup of True Cobalt coffee tomorrow morning, which would be Sunday as we speak, because whew, I had a kick-ass weekend. I know you had a kick-ass week that, you know, we're just kind of itching to get at to discuss in our metal fix and into before we get on with anything else though i kind of want to right now give everyone listening the opportunity now is your time now is your chance because we're going to be discussing what we're looking forward to for this year's record store day which is fast approaching not this what's the date the actual date not this weekend oh Uh, the the, date of our store day it is april 20 hang on 
I need glasses, dude. April 23rd, Saturday, April 23rd. Okay, so as we speak, if you're hearing this the first time, it's not tomorrow. Okay, it's the week after that, but this is the episode and the time that's ap- to ap- that's you know apropos to talk about record store day and you know we can sit down go over the list of these of these special releases and that gives everyone a week to uh decide for themselves as well what they want to do and what they're getting excited about so i thought what we would do okay is sit down Go over onto go onto the onto recordstoreday.com, find the list of special releases, and we'll kind of do this like a watch along, where everyone listening to this in any whichever whichever podcast platform you're you're listening on, um, here's your opportunity now. Go to recordstoreday.com, find the list, and laugh along with us. It's always a good time when you and I sit down and discuss all of these wicked releases. So I know you're ready to talk, I'm ready to talk, and we're, we're both ready to rock. So we're going to get into tonight's mandatory metal segment for True Cavalt. Coffee, April 22nd, Death Metalers Corpsest, their new record, Succumb to Rot, will drop. So I figured, you know what, this is probably the band to best represent this week. So without further ado, for True Cavalt Coffee, this is Corpsest with Death Stench Effluvium. Death 
been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, dude, I got some lemmies going here in my motorhead mug. Like I said, you got lots to talk. I got lots to talk. So what's going on? Well, we're going to get right to it, man. I am drinking a Trooper IPA today, and I'm not an IPA fan, but I like to imagine that this is IPA the way the British have always drank, drunk, drinking an IPA. Right. Um, So um, it's still not my favorite, but of like the non-hazy IPAs, um, I will definitely drink this again. So anyway, I have two things to talk about that are... Very indirectly metal related. So, first thing, have we talked on air? I, I can't remember if we did. That, um, like the guys in Gojira, um, Joe the guitarist and Mario the drummer, both have like digital software kind of things based on them out. No. Okay. That's something new. Okay. So, Mario has um, dr- a drum sounds, right? Which I. I keep my eye on those because I really think I want to pick up his drums since I'm learning how to actually program better. But um, but Mario, no shit, Joe. I mean Joe, Joe through a company called Neural DSP, and that's N E U R A L DSP. Um, he has it, basically his entire amp rig is recreated digitally through this company. And, you know, digital amps are not new. I use them in Logic. I, I, you know, I've been using Amplitude for years. And, you know, I've, I've gotten to the point where I really don't go out and buy other plugins. I just use what Logic gives me because they've all gotten so good now, right? Mm-hmm. So um, for their fourth birthday, I think it is, Neural DSP decided that now through April 18th, and I want to clarify that nothing about this is any kind of paid promotion. This is literally me passing this along because I bought the Gojira plugin and I love it, but they are offering 50% off and that's why I bought it because I've been watching it. I'm like, oh, okay, 50% off. Let me pick it up. Dude, I plugged it in today. It is the best sounding like digital amp I've ever used in my life. I, wow. I can't get over how great it is. Um, I, I've got to send you like uh, something I was messing around with earlier because I, I have um, I have an easy drummer kit called the drum kit from hell and I have other kits, but this one felt apropos, right? So um, <clears throat> I pulled up the drum kit from hell and I'm just chugging on the Telecaster and I only have a single coil pickup on this Telecaster. So, and granted it's a stack, you know, Seymour Duncan, but it's still not a humbucker right? Like what um, Joe would use and all that sort of stuff. And holy shit, is this thing heavy. It's insane. It's insane, the sounds. But I could not get over just how great it sounds. Um, You know, I think I have said before, but now I'm going to say it publicly. So maybe we start to do this year. You and I need to write a metal song and um, we will use this amp plugin because holy shit, is this thing great. But yeah, so um that i got that just man just yesterday and i've been playing with it and like i said through through the 18th of april um it's on sale so check it out um because i mean if you're a guitarist you're looking for something else in your arsenal they've got a shitload of other things there right in other guitarists that they mimic but i was there for gujira 
Um, the next thing, Easy Drummer 3 is coming out. So again, if you're a you know, musician at home, you know, making, making recordings in your bedroom, kind of like I do, um, mm-hmm. good drums are hard to do, right? It, it really is. And so I use Easy Drummer because I want great sounds. And for anyone who has heard, um, you know, our opening track, that's me and Epiphone SG and uh, Easy Drummer, probably the drum kit from hell. Um, and uh, Logic's uh, Extreme Metal Amp, right? That that's what that that's what that is. And then of course my you know my Fender bass. But I mean, that's what I'm using. So if you like those sounds, that's Easy Drummer, and they are actually launching Easy Drummer three. And the features they're adding blew my mind because it's stuff that now that I've learned how to program, that I'm like, oh, I wish it did this, this, and this. Well, literally, it's like somebody was like listening to me because. Everything that I wished Easy Drummer um, had, they are now adding. And if you currently own it, you can actually, before May 3rd, if you purchase it before May 3rd, you can get 20 bucks off the um, the upgrade price. So I wanted to pass that along to all the musicians out there because there's nothing like a great deal. Um, but dude, dude, this Gojira, I will send you some stuff later. I, 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 I've never, ever had a guitar sound that big in my life and it's just insane <laughs> right so, on yeah right on. absolutely killer okay now now for like the concerts so this week um i saw two shows uh four different acts in in the process um wow. I, f- I felt like you right okay i felt like 2019 snowy we'll say um it was pretty awesome so sunday last sunday i went to see henry rollins he was here at, what do they call it, the Charleston Music Hall? And he's been here before. I've seen him before. It's a small little theater. I love it. Um, and I can't remember if I talked about this on air, but the last minute I decided to just check seats. And I, I don't know if something changed or if I misread the first time I looked or whatever because it's been months. But I was able to get a front row seat for not what I consider a front row price. So I was literally in the front row for Rollins. Wow. It was oh, awesome. Geez. Yeah, I've never sat in the front row for Rollins. It was great. So the show was amazing. We'll talk about the details of said show after you see him come through Winnipeg. Yeah, um, actually, next next month. It sold out at the uh, at the Park Theater. So looking forward to it. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. Um, actually, hang on. I've got dates here because I wanted to... Make sure we talk about this, right? So um, if you guys go to henryrollins.com, click on tour, you will see all the places he's going to be. Let's see. This show will come out, what, on the 18th, right? No, the 15th. What the hell is today? Today is the 10th, so the 16th. What's known as Good Friday. This will be coming out. Yeah, so. No, 16th is Saturday. 15th is Friday. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Okay. okay. So on the 15th, they'll be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, then Madison, Wisconsin, the 16th. And if you look at the dates, like Henry is just, he, he's just a machine, right? Like he's mm-hmm. barely taking any time off. He was telling us, I don't know how many dates he was in when he saw us, but he's like, yep. He's like, we have 85 dates or no, 80, 80 dates in 85 days. I think that was it. So wow. um, yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he's a machine. He's an absolute machine. But here's the super cool thing. 
So I'm sitting there at um, at this Rollins show, and I sit down. There's a seat beside me is empty, you know. And then this kid comes over, and it's his seat, and he sits down, and he just starts talking to me. And so shout out to my new buddy, Aiden, that I met at the show. And we just started talking about all sorts of stuff. He was telling me how he, you know, discovered Henry and all this sort of stuff. And we're actually going to meet up and go to record store today. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, excellent. yeah. We're, we're, we're talking. And funny, I actually ran into him yesterday again. I didn't even realize that he was in my area. So, yeah, it was super cool to, like, make a, a new friend. And, dude, like, it he's definitely like the new generation, right? So he's a good bit younger than I am, but that's not hard to do at this point. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, it was interesting, like, you know, you and I discovered Henry Rollins more than likely through Black Flag on a cassette. And then Mm -hmm. later, maybe somebody had a spoken word CD or spoken word VHS. He's like, yeah, he's like, I heard Black Flag in a video game I was playing. Oh, and he's like, I'm like, this so, is cool. Yeah. I got to figure this out. And so he has a killer vinyl collection. He was telling me about like the t-shirts he's into. Just, it it, it was just a fun time, man. So it was really fun to, to meet a kindred spirit there. So shout out, Aiden. It was great to meet you. Looking forward to Record Store Day. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so that was a hell of a night, man. Hell of a night. And then um, Thursday night weed eater comes through town Mm. right so weed eater alumni of this show um i discovered them because of the interview you did with them snowy last time they came through winnipeg and um i i was thrilled right so let me let let me open up the oh my god i bought jason the dragon oh i i love that i just love as as a title and a song title like that's That's fantastic. I'm with you. I absolutely love it. Right. So, and it's it's a gatefold album, right? So it's a gatefold album. You open it up. It's got all these different lyrics, like handwritten in here. The artwork is the main reason I bought it, right? Because mm-hmm. I absolutely love the artwork. Um, Steve Albini, um, he's the guy who's got a, sh- a studio in Chicago. He produced this, mm. and it's a season of mist, right? And season of mist is of you know show yeah. that we deal with here. Or, label rather pulling shout out, out the, the friends of the show yeah pulling out the album it's black vinyl but i gotta say man the um the dragon on the on the label is really nice right so yeah big fan it was a lot of fun but um so the night starts out i so you remember back november ish when i was telling you like my guitar teacher's band wild street was coming through mm-hmm. so they played this place down the street from me called the Trolley Pub. And I'd never really heard of it, didn't know they had bands or anything, but I'm like, let's go check it out. And that's where these guys were. But this time they're selling tickets online, so I bought my ticket in advance. It was 20 bucks to see the show. It wasn't bad, you know, especially it's three bands. Sorry, I'm making all this noise trying to put the record back in the jacket again. Hey, that's, it's, that's the... You that's know. the um... That's 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 the radio experience. Exactly right. You know, you know what I mean. Like this is you're you're getting the full effect with just with this metal fix. Yeah. Yeah. So, shit. Snowy, can you hear me? I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm here. You you dropped out, but you're back. Yeah, I didn't drop out. Rookie mistake. I li- <laughs> literally knocked my microphone out. Oh, okay. Um. 
it has been that kind of couple of days. Like, uh, okay. I'm not yeah. even that surprised. But anyway, <laughs> back to what I was talking about here. So the uh, the first act up was called um, Adam Fawcett, solo act, solo guitarist. Mm-hmm. Dude, this guy, like, he, he's got this huge Duck Dynasty beard, right? Right. Huge Duck Dynasty beard. I think he was wearing some sort of hat when he was on stage. And playing like a Gibson ES-335 uh, black for anybody who's like, what the hell's that? Um, think BB King and Chuck Berry. If you think about the, the guitars they're known for, uh, right. especially BB King, like Lucio, um, that's what he was playing. Like like through the, like this little Fender amp, and this the, just the guitar sound alone. I'm like, geez, this is great. He's playing all finger style, kind of like George uh, Thorogood, you know. But he's mm-hmm. he's just got this super soulful voice, super soulful voice. So he does about thirty minutes. Great set, you know. I got to talk to him afterwards. Told him it was a great show. And then this other band comes on called Rebelmatic. So it's a bunch of dudes from New York City. Um, looks like kind of varying ages because the drummer looked honestly, it looked a lot like one of my nephews. Um, because my, my <laughs> nephews both like run track and they're crazy fit, and so he was just a tall, thin guy, very athletic looking. And just, you know, before I even saw them um, play, he's wandering around. I'm like, I bet you that's the drummer. And um, I was dead on because he was the drummer and he was killer. I talked to him after the set. I'm like, dude, dude, like you just nailed it, man. It was so good. So these guys, this took me back to like old DC hardcore, you know, New York hardcore, that kind of stuff. Um, but like with hooks and, and things, you know, and, um, oh man, it was, it was fun. Like they're, they're, they were just a blast. Like, and even the way they looked, like the, the bassist looked like he could have been in one of the like 1979 pictures of like the bad brains or something like that. Oh, just right just with how he was dressed and the, this horrible, crappy, no name looking bass. It just looked like something out of the Sears and Robux catalog from the 70s, you know? Mm-hmm. And it sounded amazing. I'm like, wow, I would not have expected what just happened. And so those guys killed it. Absolutely killed it. So you've got to see these guys. And then, of course, Weed Eater comes on. Now, here's the thing. So when I saw my um, guitar teacher's band play... When they played, everybody up on stage was bitching about the monitors. Like, yeah, I can't hear myself. And um, same same thing was happening tonight. And mind you, it's been a few months in between shows. So, And they have shows every weekend. So they got to figure stuff out. Now, um, Weed Eater gets on stage, right? Mm-hmm. So you've seen Weed Eater, right? I have. As okay. a matter of fact, when they came through Winnipeg, I'll never forget this because we arranged to speak with them. It was an interview as well. Now think about what Weed Eater is and what they like to sing about and the name of the band. They played here on 420, April Dude, 20th. That's just amazing. That's no. you. Could, and it didn't even occur when I was talking to the band about it. It didn't even occur to them. They're like, Oh fuck, dude! You're right. Now, <laughs> who'd is. you it's interview? Did you interview uh, all of them, or did you interview the bassist? It was it was just just the one member, I believe, it was the vocalist. Okay, so he he's the bass player. 
Yeah. So these guys, it, was this one of the shows by any chance you were helping with load out, load in? Oh, probably. Okay. I ask very, very specifically because I cannot remember the last time I've seen a band travel with a rig this big for a bass player. Oh, okay. I, a Marshall stack for guitarists. Sure, you see it every now and then. More, more likely, you're going to see a half stack, and you'll see like like a decent sized bass rig. But this guy had two massive cabinets, massive cabinets laid on their side, right? And it, like this rig stood taller than he was. Now, granted, he seems like a shorter dude. But still, the rig was taller than he was. He had two, not, not just one amplifier, but two amplifiers going into this rig. And this is the most amazing bass sound I think I've ever experienced live. Like when oh. he started playing with stuff, just the feedback alone, I'm like, oh my goodness, I love this. So um, they played great, but the sound sucked. So they're, they're testing the mics. Nobody's playing. The guitar player tests his mic. You hear him. Sounds fine. I'm like, okay, this will be great. The singer, the bass player, is testing his mic. And I don't think the sound guy realized who the singer was. And I don't think he ever picked up on it. Because the singer tests his mic. You can't hear him. Nobody's playing. And you can't hear him. (laughs) And they're like, okay, that's good. I'm like, really? No, no, that's really not. And so they start playing. You can't hear the singer at all. No, like you can't hear them. I just, I finally just kind of faded in the back and just lost myself in in the music and the grooves because, dude, oh, they were a blast, absolute blast to see live. I, I love mm-hmm. it. Like I love that huge fuzzy sound. Just man, I, I I can't say enough great things about it. So, ladies and gentlemen, definitely go see them. Turns out, um, we like like we were actually the first date on the tour. Uh, we oh. we kicked off the tour. I, I wish I would have realized that. You were the jerk in the curtain. We were, man. So they played they played here on April seventh, and then as we record today is the tenth, right? Yeah, today's the tenth. They are in Florida right now. Um, by the time you guys hear this podcast on the fifteenth, they'll be in Chicago, and then on the sixteenth, Columbus, and then Easter Sunday. Uh, that's kind of interesting, but on Easter Sunday, they're going to be in Pittsburgh, PA, my old stomping grounds. Ah, right. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, so check those out. Um, oh, just just piles zing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, like go see this. Now, this this first leg of the tour only goes to April 24th, so if you want to see Rebel Matic and Adam Fawcett, you need to see one of these dates. So, like I said, when this comes out, it, they're going to be in Columbus, Ohio, well, or Chicago, and then you've got Pittsburgh, Youngstown, Detroit, uh, Morgantown, West Virginia, Charlottesville, Virginia, uh, Washington, D.C. And then they're going to wind up in Raleigh, North Carolina, which makes sense because they're from Wilmington. Right. Um, and then the second leg kicks off May 17th in Charlotte. So check out Weed, W-E-E-D, metal.com slash tour. And you can see the tour dates. Uh, trust me, guys, it's worth it. Um, definitely get out there and see this first leg with Rebelmatic and uh, Adam. Because fuck, dude, oh, mm-hmm. it's so good, so so good. It's great well, stuff. I, 
at some at some point today we'll drop some music from all these bands oh fantastic all right so i believe it or not there's more yeah okay right. right on so two two last things here one guar has a graphic novel coming out mm, okay it is called the duoverse of absurdity Mm. obviously a play on Dr. Strange's multiverse of madness. And I just, I, I love that's as good as like the day of the day of the dawn. No, was it day of the dawn of the night of the penguins? Was that it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I love the crazy shit they do. Right. So, um, they have a graphic novel coming out. No idea when it's coming out. Just stumbled across. I'm like, Oh, look at this. I got to tell snowy. Cause you know, you always hit the shops. Um, but remember, Yeah. Now, remember last week we talked about Metal and Monsters? Yes. So, Count D, the host, I've been following him on Instagram, and he puts a post, he's like, what do you want to see? And so, I put up, uh, you know, my my knee-jerk reaction, which is I want to see Kirk Hammett and his metal art, obviously, right? I want to see that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, well, you know, if you're doing Metal and Monsters, you need to have John Five on there, right? Like, because, you know, he's a Metal and Monsters kind of guy. And then... I started thinking, you know what they need to do? And I put this in the comments. I said, you need to do an episode where you have the entire cast and every living musician involved with the movie Trick or Treat. Oh, yes. And I, uh-huh. and I even put, I said, the one where Ozzy's the priest and Gene Simmons is the DJ. Because a lot of people aren't mm-hmm. going to... I, I still swear that you two, you and I are the only two who have really seen the movie. Like, wow, and John Caddick. But and everyone that watched it during our watch along. Exactly year. right. So I, I put that in there. He responded to me. He's like, "Oh yeah, dude, we need to do this." And so, like, if, if it happens, everyone, That's you're funny. welcome. I, I love it when the industry actually listens to us. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know. dude. Oh, I, I, I really, really hope this happens. Like mm-hmm, that will mm-hmm. be an amazing episode. Imagine like getting Gene and Ozzy to talk about those roles on there. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. get get you can get Mark Mark Price on. Unfortunately, and I forget his name now. Sorry, but the the young fellow that well, he was young then who played Sammy Kerr had passed away a couple oh, years yeah. ago, unfortunately. Yeah. So but still you get the producers. Unfortunately, Fast Eddie Clark isn't with us anymore. But But the singer is. There's yeah, there's a lot because you know, he's still flogging Molly. So that'd be fun. You know? There's a lot to be done there. Yeah. 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 So that's that's everything, man. It has been a busy week this week and I have loved I every love second. I love it. I love it. I love it. You're out snowying snowy here I, on the live front. I know. And this is like, what, the third time ever, you know? <laughs> so I, I'm going to enjoy this while it's going on. But what's going on with you, man? Well, myself, I kind of did all right with the live front. But first, I do want to mention that that um, last night, my brood and I, we went and we checked out the Morbius movie. Oh, was, how was that? Uh, I, I enjoyed it. You know, it wasn't... Your average superhero movie, it was pretty much more of a modern vampire movie, which was exactly what I was kind of expecting. It didn't go over too well with my brood. I enjoyed it. But what was more important is when we got home, it was still kind of early. So the missus and I sat down with the Netflix and turned on that Metal Lords movie. 
Now, we're going to hold off on talking about it because I know this is a big thing for you as well, this movie, and it's a big thing for our listeners as well. So what we're going to do instead of me yapping about it on The Metal Fix, we're going to dedicate next week's discussion period and just do a deep dive into it. I think, how does that sound? I, I am all for that because I just finished watching it today. And I think that'll, that'll give everyone, you know, some time to, to put it on, watch it. <laughs> and um, yeah, we, we really, I, I want to watch it again so we can really deep dive into some of the things going on in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it was definitely a movie that, uh, like, I, I really enjoyed. That Dude, there was parts that gave me chills. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll hold on to that. Um, as for this week's fix, though, as I mentioned, I believe it was last episode that uh, I was looking forward to. Okay, well, coming up May, May 13th and 14th here in Winnipeg is the Manitoba Metal Fest. Rock on. You know, Razor is coming to town. The original Exciter for the first time ever will be in Winnipeg. Looking forward to that. Cataclysm's coming back, Striker, Cryptopsy, just all sorts of awesome metal. Kind of this weekend, though, kind of as a uh, as as a fundraiser to help fund this amazing weekend that we have every year. There was a uh, there was a fundraiser show here, and which. Uh, well, there are the these 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 are Winnipeg bands, but I truly feel they belong to the world because they put out records on um, horror, pain, gore, death. You know, some one of these bands has 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 toured the world. They're just international bands that I call them now because they just have gotten the reach beyond the local level. Yeah, but when, but Winnipeg Grinders. Archigathis headlined this fundraiser show as well um, Regurgitated Guts okay obviously named after one of the old death tunes and not only my favorite Winnipeg band but just one of my favorite bands in general the crossover Thrasher's Solanum we've had him on the show we'll have him on the show again we've played all of their records and you know we'll just We'll just kind of continue to. So I was looking forward to this an amazing night of music where I wasn't on the clock, not 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 for the promotional company Ninja, Ninja Cat that I volunteer with. I wasn't doing any interviews. Sorry, pal. I just wanted to rock out and party and all that. So that's that's all I was doing beforehand. Before that, though. Okay, because this show was a little bit later. It wasn't starting till about 10 o'clock. Okay, which some local punk band, I had never heard of them. Basically, one of their first couple shows called called Toilet Pig was playing. Yes, that's what they were called. I kind of right. dig that name. <laughs> what I did, what I did, though, is, and I've mentioned this young lady on the show more than once, a really good friend of mine, but Nint. Ninja Cat Jess, okay? She, because she had her little one and all that, she really doesn't get out 
very much, you know, because she's got mommy responsibilities and all that. Well, my plan is since she just lives about a five-minute walk to this particular venue, my plan was to spend the first half of the evening at her place. I took I put my I took my buddy Jack with me and I hung out with her and we had a couple belts and we had a grand old time, okay. And then after that I was going to make my way to the venue, the 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 Goodwill Social Club shout out. Oh all always a great venue. Just in time to catch Solanum, who were going to be the second band on the bill. Okay. As I'm saying to her, okay, you know what? I got to get going. Sorry. Maybe, you know, if it's not if it's not too late, if you don't mind, after the headliner's done, I'll whip it back here. We'll have a couple more belts before I have to call it a night. And you'll whip it good. And I'll whip it good, yeah. <laughs> well, she kind of hummed and hawed and then said, you know what? I think I want to go with you. No, okay. You know, like. You know, her husband can take care of well, his home, so he can take care of the child and, and stay home and all that. But because it was a kind of a, la a last-minute thing, she has to get all dolled up. She's got to get her hair ready because <laughs> she's, she's just sitting around and, you know, and sweats and her hair done up and all that. No, no makeup and all that. Okay, Snow, just give me a couple minutes to get ready. Well... She's got to do her hair. It's good. The makeup comes out, and I'm kind of looking at the clock, and I'm getting I'm getting texts from my buddy Ducky, who's I'm we're meeting there as well, and he was selling some of his records there. He set up his own booth and all that. <laughs> but ah, by the time she was done and we're stepping out, I get the text. Sorry, dude. Solomon's done. Ah. Oh, oh. oh, oh. Okay, so Jess owes me lunch or something <laughs> for 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 missing Solanum, but I I brought her out. She had a great time because it was just she just doesn't get out anymore because she has family. So well, you remember when your first was was under three years old? Like you had no social life. You were being a dad. Oh yeah, dude. I I was there too. So I totally get it. Yeah, and then when we got to the venue, the first person, he was kind of standing outside on the sidewalk, but shout out to Cam, the vocalist of Solanum, was <laughs> was was there. So it's like, ah, sorry, dude, I missed your set. Uh, but had a great time. Um, the other bands were Gurgitated Guts, always great. Archigathus, always great. But honestly, sorry, guys. You know, I really didn't catch much of your set because it was more or less a, so a social evening. You know, by the time I got there, you know, the place, there's a lot of people, the place was packed, a lot of friendly faces I haven't seen in a while. So you're kind of basically yapping instead of, instead of checking out the band. So ah, we'll make it up to them soon enough. Uh, maybe we should get on with some tunes, but before we do that, okay... Earlier today, I had terrestrial radio on because I went into work and went into money job for a couple hours. And all I have is just an old-fashioned ghetto blaster. 
And the only thing that works on it is the radio. So I have to listen to this. And okay, bear in mind, it's Sunday morning, about 10 a.m. Okay, just listening to the radio as, as I'm working. Rainbows Man on the Silver Mountain comes on. Oh, my God, I could not believe that because you could hear Dio singing and it's not Sabbath. Yeah, it's not Dio. It's not the band Dio. And then like, but I know this song. I know this song. It just it. I don't know. Brain fart. It just wasn't coming to me right away. Oh, my God, dude, this is Rainbow (laughs) on Winnipeg Terrestrial Radio on a Sunday morning. Oh, awesome. Awesome, awesome. So that is, what is it about? This is the power of music. Like, it's Sunday morning, and I don't want to fucking be at work, you know, but, you know, right now, the way things are, I kind of have to step up and all that. So just hearing one good song on the radio when you're in a shitty situation, it just makes things so much better. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it really does. And all that. And just earlier today, oh, I love this. Uh, the Brood and I, my wife and daughter, we stepped out this afternoon. We came back just in time for you and I to sit down. We hit the comic book shop. Shout out to everyone at Galaxy Comics. Good friends of ours by now. Okay. There is this new Spider-Man series. Okay, and now with everything going on in this in Spider-Man, you have the multiverses and the multi-Spider-Mans. You know, there's various different Spider-Mans and all that that you saw with the last the last couple movies. Yeah, brand new Spider-Man called Spider-Punk. Oh, okay. Now this is like a younger Spider-Man, and he's got the Spider-Man outfit on, but he's got the studded vest. Okay, he's got the studded wristbands and he's doing the horns while standing on the wall and, you know, on the cover. And over his mask, he's got this spiked mohawk. Okay, he's punk rock Spider-Man. <laughs> okay, I took one look at this and it's like, yank mine, first issue, right on. I am oh, I'm all in, in on this. I haven't got a chance to read it yet. But I did flip through it, and I saw this one picture, okay, this one panel, where Spider-Man's, Spider-Punk is kicking this uh, fascist rock band, the singer. He's kicking him in the face. No word of a lie. Spider-Man, as he's kicking this Nazi punk in the face, he's saying, Nazi punks can fuck off. That's awesome. Oh, I took one look at this, and I called... I called my wife over it. Love, love, love. And like, she knows dead Kennedy's Nazi punks fuck off. She didn't listen to it for more than 30 years. <laughs> okay. Check this out. Check this out. I showed the picture. She saw like the Nazi punks fuck off. And she's like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. So yeah, first issue, Marvel number one of Spider Punk. This is absolutely awesome. That makes what me is- so happy. What is really awesome is the Mighty Weed Eater. And this was your choice of which song to play because this was 
you know, you're, this was your, your, your puppy this week. I'm so glad that you chose the title track to the Jason the Dragon record. Is that not an awesome title? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, their album titles in general have me smiling. <laughs> like the one that was called Dot, 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 and Justice for Y'all. <laughs> y'all, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So without further ado, this is Weed Eater with Jason the Dragon.
Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. That Rebelmatic, great stuff, great stuff. That is Blood and Gold from the Ghosts in the Shadows record. And before that, dude, I hope you don't mind, but we dropped this dropped a Solonum song, Standard Malpractice, from their latest record, Ruled by the Cruel. Always good stuff. One of my favorite bands. And shout out, shout out to them. They're, you know, great band, even better guys. We'll have them on uh, again so tell me you're excited dude tell me you're excited about record store day i'm up. so excited man <laughs> like i am ridiculously excited because you know i i met aiden at the rollins show and now i like there's somebody mm-hmm. else i'm like oh this is great you know mm-hmm. it's nice to have a buddy to go see this stuff with so oh of course of course of course now, once again, as we said at the top of the hop, I hope everyone did their due diligence now, went to recordstoreday.com, found the release 
the releases page, what you should be seeing, okay, record store day, record store day 2022 20, in the top bar, and we are looking at page one. Okay, but obviously it's in alphabetical order. We're starting with the A's. Is that where is that where you are? So mine is not in. Oh well, is it alphabetical by band? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then yes, we're good. I think you meant by title. Oh, okay. I'm like shit. No, I don't see. Okay. That. the The first artist you should you should see is the academic. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's where everyone is. That's where we are. So we're looking at the A's. I'm looking here. Is there anything that you see? I see uh, there seems to be a special 12-inch uh, vinyl for uh, Alice in Chains. It's we We Die Young. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. The first thing, like in this list here, um, that catches me is um, Charlie Benante. Moving pictures. Mm, yes, yes. With Where, on on Megaforce Records. Yes, yeah, yeah. So he's doing okay. a five song EP of all Rush songs. Ah, okay. Sold. I yeah. wasn't even a hundred percent on. I knew that. Like moving pictures. Okay, okay. Is that just an, an homage or or what? I wasn't a hundred percent on what that was. Okay. That's number one on Snowy's list. Well, here's the track list. Subdivisions, Red nice. Barchetta. Nice. Free Will. Okay. La Villa Strangiato. And okay. then YYZ. <laughs> nice, nice. I will be looking for that. I will be torn because as much as I love Charlie, I'm not a big Rush guy. You know, we've talked about yeah, this. But he's gonna do the he's he's gonna Charlie eyes them. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Okay, as we go down oh uh, well, okay, up uh, actually up here, Tyler Bates and various artists. Music for the motion picture, the watchman. Oh, three, how did I miss that? Three, oh yeah. Three L P. Oh yeah, we need to check that out. Holy jeez. Wow, wow. Okay, we'll put that on the maybe list because, ooh. Okay, every time I tell my wallet, hey, it's record store day, it goes, oh, really? Oh, shit. Uh, so that might be a little pricey. And some of these, like I've heard, like I've seen online people, oh, the record store releases are a scam and they're overpriced and it's all bullshit and all that. And it's like, Oh, that's kind of a crappy way to look at it, but I can understand that some of these, like I paid thirty dollars for a for a live Sammy Hagar uh, picture disc for the song Heavy Metal, but that's one of my top ten favorite songs of all time. Yeah, you know, so that's kind of understandable, as well as the um, the Motorhead Girls School EP that oh, had yeah. that had Please Please Don't Touch. Okay, another song in my top ten of, of of all time. That's what we got to do one of these days. What? Just sit down for a discussion and just go over our top ten favorite songs of all time. Ooh, because I'm gonna need I think, time for that. That's I think there one. are some. I think there's some songs in there people would be kind of uh, 
kind of surprised to hear. Well, if we're talking about like about, all but, time yeah, songs, yeah. so I bring up. Uh, what else do you see on page two, page one here after Charlie Bonate? So it's not metal. There is there something here that kind of caught your eye? Yeah, uh, but it is it's definitely not metal. But this nope. is because I love drums. Okay. Oh, you're back. Okay, okay good. Uh, but um, it's uh, so because I love drums. Art Blakey is on here, and um, okay. he's a hell of a drummer. So it's Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers. The album is called In My Prime, uh, and this is a fifty or a 1500 album release RSD exclusive. So mm-hmm. I'll pr- probably be on my definite maybe list. You know, <laughs> I like that. The definite maybe list. Yeah, we're going to see how this goes here. Right on, right on. For myself to round off the um, the uh, first page here. Okay, right at the bottom. Belinda Carlisle, the Heaven on Earth tour. A double, a double LP live, you know, which I'm a big, I'm still a big Go-Go's fan. And when it comes to like, which she's, Carlisle is one of those few 80s pop bands artists that I can still get into and really enjoy. Unfortunately, I was taking a look at the uh, track listing to this. No old Go-Go songs, which is actually kind of surprising because when we saw Carlisle live here, she did a couple go-go's i mean it was obviously just we we got the beat and our lips are sealed but still that's something i would definitely enjoy but yeah actually carlisle's last solo album big 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 scary animal was definitely a departure this was in the early 90s that was definitely a departure from her 80s pop so i'm really interested in that if i can find it great and it's just a record that Mrs. Snowy and I, because, like, I love the Go-Go's, but I really wasn't much of a Belinda Carlisle fan until I met Mrs. Snowy and we kind of merged our record collection and all that. So, looking forward to that. Uh, page page two. Yep. Let's hit, hit it. Okay. What, uh, going down page two, is there something that you see? Okay, for myself? Yeah. Okay. Um, I have this record on CD. I have it memorized. If, if I, I, it's probably my favorite Alice Cooper record, but Brutal Planet, okay, a two a two LP set for it. Yeah, you know what? That is going to be on the definite list in the event that I see it. See, and this is just it. There's no guarantee that I'm going to see everything that i pick out i may only see one or two of these i may see them all who knows it all depends you know on the shop itself but i'm definitely hoping for this because oh yeah i i need a vinyl copy of brutal planet for sure what about you what do you see well like um and and it's funny like i think i'm I'm gonna have a lot of like non-metal kind of things this year because um, the Cypress Hill, the 420 remixes has kind of caught my attention. Okay, where are we? Where are we? 
just a okay, couple okay. down from Alice there. Okay, there we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ten inch vinyl. Ten inch vinyl. Oh, that's interesting. Suck on yeah. my big ten inch record of a band. Oh shit! You know what? I totally forgot to mention um, yeah. in my metal fix last week, but I I found a copy of Carcass's latest EP on uh, on ten inch. No. From from Planet of Sound. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to make that in my metal fix next week. So, other than the um, song by Aerosmith, I am not familiar with a ten inch record. Um, I, I have seven inch and you know the twelve inch and the twelve inch singles. What the fuck do I do with a ten inch? It's the same as a twelve. It's just smaller. You just put it on your record player and play. But it plays at the same speed and everything. Yep. Okay. Yeah, but okay. It it it, it all depends. Like if it's a hardcore oh, band, like it's hardcore and grindcore records just. Oh, they bug the piss out of me. I love yeah. the music, obviously, but it's always a toss-up as to what speed it is. If you're putting on a seven-inch single, you're going to assume it's being played on forty-five. If you're playing a twelve-inch, you're going to assume, for all in re- all intents and purposes, that it's going to be played on thirty-three. No, hardcore bands just just to fuck with me. Okay, <laughs> when 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 the record is being pressed, they say, "Okay, we're gonna mess with Snowy." Okay, our our seven inch EP here, we're gonna have it on thirty three. <laughs> okay, so check this out. Ten inch records were seventy eight RPM. Well, maybe back on the phonograph days, well, yeah, like that's where it came from. So yeah, the, yeah. the ten inch was a seventy eight. Now they got 12. Well, now I want to find out if we're supposed to stop making 78s. Uh, uh, I haven't haven't seen a 78 record since some old lady's uh, garage sale back when I was 10. Okay, I have. (laughs) See, and, and I would actually love nothing more than to go into a pawn shop or something and see an old phonograph. Yeah. And just for sale, and just to, I would never put a record on it, but just to have as a decoration in my living room. Like, how awesome would that be? Well, yes. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. I would actually be a fan of having the same thing. But I got to say this it's the 420 remixes, they're putting it on a 10 inch vinyl. I could see these smart asses making it a 78. So when you play it 33 and a third, it's slowed down and you, and you're like, Oh fuck, how high am I? Right. <laughs> because they're a bunch of smart asses, uh-huh. these guys. And that's why I love oh, them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the dude, have you, have you ever seen the one, the one guy do, does a show, a YouTube show called the hot box where he just has people come in and they get high and they just sit in the car and get high. And Joe Rogan right. did it, right? And Joe Rogan, you know, he's he, he's a big proponent of legalized marijuana. He smokes all the time. He was so fucking stoned off his ass. But the Cypress Hill dudes, like, you couldn't even tell. I'm like, oh, wow. These guys are you know, hardcore. I don't smoke, okay? But that gives me a great idea. Like, just, just, just a hot box with me and me and a local Winnipeg band 
and say, hey, for for this interview after the show, let's go back to your van, break out your bong or whatever it is you guys want to use. Let's hotbox it and we'll have a oh, that's conversation. Right, it's legal now. there now. It oh, is, it is. oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you no? Not only do you have to do that, we've got to record some good bong sounds too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This yeah, is yeah, absolutely on the list of to-dos. Because on our sister program, Wrestling Night in Canada, when Mr. Mike Mason was, when there was four of us on that show, every episode he fired up the bong, and you can hear him. You can hear him over the air firing it up, and and all that. So yeah, we, I'm definitely no stranger to the devil's lettuce. It's not just. It's not <laughs> my thing. Lettuce. Yeah, it's <sighs> it's 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 not my thing, you know me. I I prefer my Jack and my Motorhead mug here, but I I'm not a prude. If you want to do it, you 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 do it. And I think like hot hot boxing an interview, would be yeah. just off the hook. I'm with you. I think it'd be fun. Like I, it's not my thing either. But I mean, you know, I'm with you. Like I, I think there is a lot of. Um, a lot of good uses for hemp and marijuana and the CBD oils. Oh, yeah. Oils. Oh, and, for sure. um, you know, like there's a comedian that said, he's like, I've lived long enough to see um, weed become healthy and orange juice become unhealthy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Actually, I have, to, I've, I, 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 I had to cut down on my intake of fruit juice, apparently. Yeah. You know? Which, yeah, like because that's that's a real thing because the sugar's is. so high in fruit juice. It now, is. It is having a piece of fruit yeah. that's totally different. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I had my doctor tell me that. Yeah, you're drinking too much fruit juice. But doc, like it's fruit. It's supposed to be good for you. Yeah, yeah but you know, with the amount you've been drinking, yeah, I think you should I, lay I, off it. I think what he meant is you're having too many um, Lynchburg lemonades. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe. I got a couple records here right right now, here in the D section, okay? Okay, first of all, the Dillinger Escape Plan. Does that have all what for about it. that? Oh, that is absolutely on my um Yeah, the on, disassociation. On oh yeah. Uh, okay. I kinda I kinda figured it would be. Yeah. Right Love underneath that. Right oh, underneath the double that. dose of Donington. For Dio, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I think I'm down for that. And then right underneath that, if you go one under, we already spoke in our Metal Fix a couple episodes ago. Udo Dirk Schneider from uh, Accept and Udo, like I have to tell anyone. Okay, he has that new covers album. My Way. Well, that's looking like it's going to be a uh, record store day release double lp from that new atomic fire label That's awesome. man there's a, a lot of good stuff on that label lately like the last month or so it's like holy shit a lot of great stuff i don't know why we aren't playing more uh more stuff what i like about them. this one is it's an rsd first Right. And there's a lot of artists that are starting to do that now where they're releasing it on vinyl on record store day first. Mm-hmm. And then it comes out uh, you know, on other mediums to the masses. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Which is oh, great. Yeah, because yeah, it supports these these indie record stores, man. Oh, definitely. Definitely. That's that's where I'm going to be going. I already know which which shops I'm going to be 
hitting. Okay, page number three. Well, hang on. I feel like there's something oh. else on page two. Oh, okay. Sorry. Maybe. Um. No, no, no. We're good. <laughs> okay. I thought. Okay. I was wrong. Okay, page number three up at the top. You'll see the band Everything But the Girl. Not too worried about them, but let's see. What do we got going on here as we scroll down? What do you see? So I'm looking here, and so far, nothing's grabbing me. Oh, no, I take it back. This is the one I've been waiting for. Uh, Seven-inch vinyl. The Vince Guaraldi Trio Baseball. So this is another Peanuts. Uh, I love the Peanuts. And um, so, again, it's not metal. I'm sorry. So it is... Oh. um, It's it's down a little bit. Um, Probably... There we are. There we are. Okay. Okay, I see it. Okay. Hmm. Okay, so that's, that's a Peanuts... Yeah. When the while they're playing I'm sold. I'm in. I'm yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the Peanuts baseball. Um I I'm the Vince Guaraldi trio it was a big influence on me as a kid cuz like I heard so much of that and like that's probably my first exposure to jazz. Um so yeah, so that one grabbed me right away. Um I missed it on the way down, but Gojira, so um about 5 artists up. Gojira has a double live album coming out, live at Brighton Academy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's absolutely on my list. That's on your definite list. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I see a uh, going down a little bit. I think we're both uh, kind of excited for the Kurt Hammett record. Yeah. 12 inch vinyl. Cannot wait. Yeah, there's looks like there's two versions, the CD and the 12 inch vinyl. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna grab the vinyl for sure. And this, and I think I talked about this when we first talked about this list coming out, but this one really impressed me because you see like 6,500 copies of the vinyl, 7,500 copies of the CD, so it's not gonna be like a limited release, like a 500 copy or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Kirk Hammett doesn't have to do it this way he could probably talk to walmart and they'd pay him ridiculous amounts of money Mm -hmm. to to have it first but because of the way he grew up because of the record stores that supported him as a young artist you know and a young musician oh yeah they you know all these guys in metallica pay it back and be like nope let's do it for record store day first like they they would rather do it this way and that's that man, that that just really just makes my heart smile, you know. I love that they do that. Snowy, did I lose you? Snowy. 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 Oh, are you there? Okay, there you're back. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm back. I'm back. Sorry, we we kind of conked out. I don't know what's going on with with, with the Skype today. I, we've been having problems ever since it upgraded. 
<laughs> that figures. That, Seriously, that ever figures. since it upgraded, we've been having problems. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Right I was just saying I that I really appreciate yeah. that um, that Kirk Hammett still does the um, work of Sword Day first. What, so anything oh, else on this page? Because that puts us almost at the bottom. Just about. But I did want to say, because what you were saying about about Hammett and yeah. the mom and pop shop. You got to remember, it was those shops. Okay, apart from the fans doing the demo tape, tape trading and all that, I remember those days when local metal bands would take their cassette demo tapes to these mom and pop shops and sell them across the counters there and sam the ripoff man and then hmv later on and all that they they weren't they weren't helping out the local guy but the mom and pop shop was so yeah so to see kirk hammett kind of doing that that same thing is fantastic stuff yeah yeah and besides I, kirk's our favorite beetle you know yeah yeah <laughs> Like, if we're ever given an opportunity, yeah, Metallica are doing, when we'd start doing our interviews again, and yeah, Metallica are doing the interview run and all that, who, who do you want to talk to? It's Kirk. I, I, I could have a two-hour conversation with him and not even mention music. Oh, yeah, dude. Just, just absolutely everything fantastic. So, uh, page number four, scrolling up to the top here. <laughs> I would be interested in um, because I already heard one 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 track from it, but Joan Jett and the Blackhearts are doing an acoustic album. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I already which well, shit. Which song was it? It was very different from what you would kind of expect from the Blackhearts or the Runaways. But yeah, that 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 caught my attention. So that will be on my you know my perhaps list well, well no i'm not even gonna have a perhaps list i'm gonna throw them all all on a a, a have list and then whatever uh, whatever i get up here in isolated canada so it's gonna be well it's gonna be interesting towards the top of this page um second one the jackson five and abc oh okay I love the Jackson Five. Oh, okay. Um, young Michael, Michael Jackson, like huge influence on me as a player. And the Jackson Five especially, because I mean, they had some great players on those records, right? Um, so that was a big one. But then did you catch right below the Jackson Five, Jazz Sabbath? Okay, what exactly is that? Well, um, the story is that Black Sabbath actually stole their songs from Jazz Sabbath. They were, <laughs> all these Black Sabbath songs were really jazz songs. <laughs> okay. And, um, yeah, so so that that's the mythology behind this. And going in with it, like, I pretty much have to have this. You know, because I just find that funny. Okay. Much like um, Chris Jericho's first first fozzy album it was all it, it was it was all cover story it was all cover songs and the joke behind that record is that he wrote all of these classic metal songs <laughs> and but he was tied up in some bad bad legal contract yeah so he couldn't put them out 
And meanwhile, Judas Priest and Scorpions and all that, they all stole his songs. That's amazing. <laughs> and finally, he was finally able to put it all out and tell his side of the story and all that. That's So I imagine that's the same thing as Jazz Sabbath. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need to check that out. And then once we do, we might need to have those people on the air. Yes. 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 Um, I, I already have, obviously, I'm a big Kitty fan still. I was just going to ask if you were getting that one. Go ahead. Yeah, let's hear yeah. this. I see that Spit, their debut record. And you know what? I've never seen a vinyl for it anywhere. Well, no, because they would have come out in the age of CDs. They, they, yeah, yeah, de- yeah. So they're probably that's probably something I should definitely, um, you know, it's 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 on the list. It's on the list. Yeah, and, and what a great album to like come back. Seventeen hundred copies for that one. Right on. So hopefully right it on. makes its way up to. I, I would honestly think that them being a Canadian band, that the bulk of those are going to go to Canada. I would hope. I would definitely hope so. Yeah, yeah. And got to have one of the sisters on on again. They're such sweethearts. I love them so much, and we should have them on again just as soon as we can. What else do you see here on page four? So, not, so nothing really, but... Uh, this is on my definite maybe list. The Women and Wives album with Paul McCartney and St. Vincent. And okay. that's only hitting my radar because I was just listening to St. Vincent and uh, David Byrne of Talking Heads. Ah. And it was so fucking weird. I'm like, oh, wow, this is fine. And then so just thinking about that very recent experience and then checking out Paul and St. Vincent, I'm like, oh, oh, like, is she going to read you back into the Beatle archives? Like, what's what's this going to sound like? So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that could be a fun time. Right on, right on, right on. Okay, page five. Let's scroll up to the top here. Oh, top right. of the list. At the top, of the top of the list. Lost Tapes Volume Two, Motorhead, double, um, double LP. I believe last record store they had Volume One. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, yeah. Obviously, that's on the list. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I see a double LP, obviously a re-release from Rhino Records for Stevie Nicks' Belladonna record, like the record. Um, I just recently bought that, you know, from the second-hand shop and all that. So as, as, as a great record that is, is I, you know, I love Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks, but I just don't, I don't see me... Uh, getting too much into that uh okay do we need the offspring greatest hits on vinyl? we do not we do not we need off offspring albums but i don't need an offspring uh like really that's the yeah. best we could do yeah like i i could go for a covers album and some live trash sure that would be great but just you know because they someone from the offspring camp just said here we need something for record store day uh here take this 
Yeah, yeah. I'm not feeling it. You're worried about. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Um. Oh, look at this! I see. I see. I see a record here for Peppa Pig. <laughs> so it's funny. I wasn't going to mention that, but my kids used to love Peppa Pig. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. I'm, I might have to look for this one. Yes, yes. Nin- Ninja Cat Jess heard her little boy, Oliver. Okay, he's he's still at that age that he doesn't really know what he's he's looking at. But I've watched lots of Peppa Pig with him. Does he enjoy yeah. jumping in muddy puddles? <laughs> he, he enjoys bouncing around the living room and then jumping on Uncle Snowy. Yeah, that's what he, I don't know. It, I, if I see that, I might have to. I might have to. Oh, it, that'd be a fun thing for a kid that age. Yeah. Well, you know. well it doesn't really do much for him right now. Well, but, but it would. I, I, I'll listen to it at home. So, so here's the thing: like if. And then, if, if, if they have the, the ability to play records, right? And think about when you were a kid. Because my my mom had um, a Sesame Street album. Oh, yeah. So did I when I was like five. And we used to listen to that all the time. So think about, you'd be able to give that kid that same experience. And, you know, kind of um, hit the reset button on the era that he's growing up in. If, if you get where I'm going with this. Right. Right. You know, so I, I I say you need to pick that up for him and drop it off, at, um, you know. Well, and... I'm going to have to buy him a turntable then as well. Okay. Which, they which a turntable? They're Ninja no. Cat. I'm disappointed. No, 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 no. He, like, Jess doesn't have one right now. And he's only, you know, I'm going to have to get him a turntable as well. Well, Okay. Which I've already told her, you know, okay, once he's a little bit older, you know I'm buying him a drum kit. Oh, dude, yeah. Just just so he can play it at nine and, you know, in the, just so he can play it all night just to drive you crazy. Because that's my job. True story. That's what I have to do. So, um, yeah, yeah. So when I buy little Oliver a, a turntable, I'm going to have to get him a Peppa Pig record. And, yeah. and, and the, um. The was the Wuggles, the Wuggles. You the mean Wuggles. the Wiggles? The Wiggles, or okay. which, which, whichever it is. Yes, yes. I've watched. I've watched a lot of Wiggles with him as well. Uh, going down the list here, what Dude, else do we see? The Ramones, seven albums, nineteen eighty-one oh. to nineteen eighty-nine. The Sire Records. Where are we? Where are we? Oh, there, there we are. I, I think that's gone to the top of my list. That'll probably be the one thing I have to pick up, and everything else we'll see if I can afford it. Yeah, yeah, that's... Okay, you know when we were making that, that joke about that meme going around, um, that the record shop would give you that... that um, that receipt that you told your wife. That you <laughs> okay, I I, I I would have to ask the guys at Planet of Sound to make me a special receipt for what I what I actually paid <laughs> for that seven album Ramones box set. No, no, I I I kid. Mrs. Snowy loves it when I. 
you know, she she still loves vinyl. And she loves it when I bring cool records home. She doesn't listen to them, but, you know. So, yeah, that's tempting. That's tempting. Yeah, I, I feel like I really need that one. I'm, I'm going to be taking a very serious look at that set of records, for sure. Okay, what else do we have on page five? More <sighs> Hot Rocks, Big Hits and Phased Cookies by the Rolling Stones. Okay, that's... this is the greatest hits. Well, yeah, but Hot Rocks is really good. That's probably one of my favorite Rolling Stones collections because it has all, all all the really like like the, the big hits. Like I, that's something I would definitely think about. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. I've got it on other stuff, so I don't need it on vinyl. Um, right. But you know, I I, I may, I may. Yeah, I remember. Remember, I and I should find this as well. But my favorite Rolling Stones record is the is the Tattoo You record. Oh yeah, okay, more and recent I, one. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's amazing how like 1980 is recent. Okay. <laughs> when you well, think for the Stones, it, for the know. Stones, that, that that that's exactly what I mean. Like, I mean, that was like 20 years into their career. You know, so <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's the same thing with Deep Purple. You know, like the Perfect Strangers record in 1987 is the new stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So weird. Yeah. So, page six. I hope everyone is still following along here. I may have to check this one out, Satan's Pilgrims. Yeah, okay. I'm not exactly sure who or what that is. Um, 99% sure they're a surf rock band. Oh, okay. And like, like, like surf punk, rockabilly, psychabilly kind of stuff. And if this is live at Jackpot Records, if this is the Jackpot Records, I think it is up in Portland. I think it's Portland. Um, then I actually subscribe to the magazine that guy puts out, and he's helped me tremendously with my recording techniques over the years, ah, indir- okay. indirectly. So, um, like, this should be some good stuff. Yeah, we got a connection there, right on. I love it when that happens. Right on, right on. What else have we got here? No, live slash. I'm not that worried about no. it. No, no. Uh, Ooh, Taylor uh, Swift. I know you're looking forward to that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I Once again, I think I said this on the show. I If you ask me right now, name a Taylor Swift song. I couldn't do it, but maybe if I was to hear one of the the hit singles, you probably then know I would them. recognize it. And I would probably recognize it. I'll yeah. be the first person to say I do enjoy some Taylor Swift. Right. She, she is a hell of a songwriter. No, fair enough. Yeah, fair there's enough. some good stuff there. So, what about Tesseract? I see Polaris is going to be coming out. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Chris Jericho and Fozzy and all that, the one time I saw Fozzy live is when they came through town uh, supporting Tesseract, of, of all things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when you think about just how big Chris Jericho is in pop culture and all that, and they were the support act? Supporting Tesseract? Like, who the hell is Tesseract? You know, okay, that's definitely one that I would probably, yeah, give a listen to or, you know, put on the list. Anything else here, page six? We're running no. out of 
records here, dude. No, no, we're running out of records. Yeah, well, we're here at page seven. Okay. And this is page it. seven. This, this is it. Yeah, yeah. Going up to the top here. Okay, looking at we're kind of in the various artists. Well, this is where it's yeah. getting weird, right? Uh, so. Okay. Check out, it's probably like seven or eight down, called Punk 45. I'm a mess, DIY or die, art trash and neon, Punk 45s in the UK, 1977 ah. to 1978. Um, oh, dude. The first track on side A, The Art Attacks, I Am a Dalek. Hmm. Oh, you're a Doctor Who? Are you a Doctor Who guy? Oh, no. No, okay. I'm not. Well, then in that case, um, that was completely lost on you and probably <laughs> most of our audience. Um, but oh, because, no, no. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are, are Who guys. Well, I, I discovered Doctor Who because I walked up to a co-worker's desk and asked him why Bob Dylan looked like he was on his way to Hogwarts. <laughs> and he explained to me that that was not Bob Dylan. It was actually the fourth Doctor. Uh, and I'm like, fourth doctor of what? And, um, you know, after that conversation, I have now watched from the ninth doctor forward. And I'm a big fan of Doctor Who. And so, uh, yeah, the Dalek thing, I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to check this out. Oh, fuck, the Cybermen? Oh, I think I'm going to be. I, I don't know who any of these are, but just like on names alone, I need to figure <laughs> this stuff out. So, uh, yeah, so the, so the Punk 45 may be something I need to pick up. Right on, right um, on. Hey, here, the 50 years of TV's greatest hits. Can you do me a favor and hit that? Uh, let me pull this up. All right. Uh, and, okay, we both need this. Little Rascals, Gunsmoke, Bonanza, Daniel Boone, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, Perry Mason, Peter Gunn, General Hospital. Twilight Zone, The Invaders, The Munsters, Bewitched, Family Affair, Flipper, Mash, Happy Days, <laughs> ah, Wonder Woman, yes. Charlie's Angels, The Dukes of Hazard, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Knight Rider, Airwolf, The Eighteen. We have to have uh, this uh, record. Have this. this is it, yeah. We like 2500, it's a French import, and we have to have this. Like, oh, that's yes. that is like literally my life in a record. Okay, uh, what's this other that's, punk one? That's, that's going to be a great date night record when Mrs. Snowy and I just have a date night in the living room with a with a cup of true cobalt coffee. I think I think we have to slap that on. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, dude, I le legit need that one. Okay. Um, there's something else I saw. So, see, nothing faces on here. But that's not Voivod. what I was thinking. Voivod, yeah, Voivod. Yeah. Um, oh, Mike Watt and Larry Mullins. There you go. Uh, yeah, that's that's a definite. Oh, 40 Years of It's Hard by The Who? Hey, let's yeah, check this yeah. one out. I was like, this, that's, oh, yeah. Oh, Athena? Wow. Oh, this, and that's, and again, for The Who, this is a more recent record. This is an 80s record. <laughs> right? Right, yeah, Athena. that was, it was... When 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 was where was that their supposedly what was supposed to be their last concert? I remember the Who. It was in Toronto, 
and it was televised all across Canada, you know, as the last Who concert. And honestly, that was my first real exposure to the Who. Okay, that was the first time that I really consciously knew, like, learned who the Who was on what was supposed to be their last concert in, like, 1980 or, or, or so. I think I first heard Tommy. I think that's how I learned. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, that's I awesome. do. I love the Who, though. Like, oh, okay. Pete Townsend, yeah, just him as, in, as an artist, as a composer, is like, holy crap. Okay, did you see the Lost in Space record? I was just about to say, yeah, I was looking at that, and I think that's on the list. Yeah. Well, so it's John, John Williams, John Williams. Which yeah. I didn't realize that he was doing this back in 68 and 65, right? So they've got all these different like main themes and titles, and they're all super short on side A. But then side B is uh, interviews. Ooh. I'm like, oh, oh, we need to check this out. <clears throat> so um yeah especially since i've been really into like you know the vintage sci-fi stuff lately uh, i feel like oh I yeah to do that one and sure. that i believe takes us to the um to the end here that is that is well lots of really good stuff it's just like every year for record store day really excited i can't wait to get as many of these on my turntable as possible hopefully someday okay we are going to uh be seeing our um indie spotlight band available on record store day We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. Oh, hey, dude, when you think Nashville, what type of music immediately comes to your mind? Country. Yeah, yeah, or even some southern or blues-influenced type rock and roll and all that. Yeah. Typically, Nashville has both kinds of music, country and country western. Country and western. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, does generally atmospheric black metal come to mind? Nope. <laughs> Wait, you think nope, Nashville? Nope, nope, nope. No, not at all. Well, hopefully, Mortal Thrall will be changing all of that once again this is a snowy discovery pissing around on Bandcamp, which i love to do so much and i discovered this wicked atmospheric black metal band out of nashville oh yeah better give it a spin so without further ado the title track from their latest release, A Path to Fire, available May May 20th. Yeah, I'm a little jumping the gun here, but like I said, I was really stoked to uh, get this out for all of our listeners just because it's black metal out of Nashville. God, I could just imagine 
what their shows in Nashville are like. You know, <laughs> there's a really cool um, venue for that sort of stuff called the Exit Inn. Mm-hmm. That when I was in Nashville, I've seen I've seen at least one show there. But um, yeah, it's it's in the seedier part of the city, and uh, it's a great venue for that sort of stuff. Right on, right on. Well, I hope they kill it there as much as possible. So in tonight's indie spotlight, this is Mortal Thrall with the title track. A path to fire.
Well, like I discovered the band, go to mortalthrall.bandcamp.com. Check out the face spaces and all that really good stuff. Great stuff, great stuff. And like I said, just fucking rights, man. Black metal out of Nashville. <laughs> Got to love it. Got to love it. Well, my friend. Thank you so much. Once again, it's just about time to bring this crazy train into the station. But, dude, I love talking Record Store Day. Me too, dude. Me too. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to talking about the Lords of Metal next week. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. uh, okay, can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, Dear Snowman, RadioactiveMetal.org. Go out there for all episodes past, present, and future. You want to see pictures of the stuff we're talking about? Um, I'm getting better. So um, last time I talked about a record, I posted it on at RadMetal666 for Instagram. And I've snapped some pictures of my Jason the Dragon vinyl, which um, I did buy the last one. So if anybody's like, oh, I want to check out that Jason the Dragon, um, I'm sorry. But I was also the first (laughs) tour stop. So, you know, worked out for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So check us out there, right? Um, you can find us anywhere fine podcasts are distributed. So iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, you name it, we're there. I challenge you not to find us. Um, you can go check us out on the social pages, facebook.com slash rad metal. Um, and then of course we are members of the shining wizards network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. The fine folks over there put up with our shit and it's a great time. They even <laughs> host another podcast called the, uh, Ra- or a wrestling night in Canada, um, hmm, where the yeah. host sounds like snowy. It's weird. Good looking guy. Yeah. yeah. Handsome dude. And, um, Thanks to those folks, we are also on Spotify. So if you go to Spotify, you check out ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, you can hear our stuff there. And that's everything, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I, wish I, was, uh, I wish I was with you for this Weed Eater show because I gave all of the bands a spin. Well, I already know who Weed Eater was and all that, but I gave all the bands a spin. That Adam Fawcett stuff, great stuff. So let's uh, go out on a track from the It Took the Shape of a Bird album. I know you really dig the track King Snake, and so do I. So in the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a celebratory of records shall we say episode of radioactive metal i'm snowy white and this is aaron signing off Brother, ship to